0: Hey, sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown live show coming at you for the first time in the playoffs this year. Why not? After only one game we had uh, and a little bit earlier than somewhat normal, at least the West Coast people. So we got Coach Nick here. I'm with you. We got uh, Andrew Combo-Salep with us as well. Combo, what's happening, my man?
1: All is well. How are you, Nick?
0: Oh, uh, I'm good. You are coming in loud and clear. I'm going to turn that down just a little bit. Uh, everything is good. Let's uh, we we'll do some little rounds in the uh comments here. Don't forget, if you want to get your question answered, the best way to do that it would be to do a super chat on YouTube. It keeps the lights going, keeps our show going on. So, thank you so much for that. If you can do that, uh, but let's do a little bit of uh, some, some, some housekeeping here. Johnny is number one, he is number one. He was the first guy to comment. Uh, we got Ken, we got uh, Dakarai. What's up? Uh, we got Tim, my man, Tim out there. Uh, who thought the Hawks might pull this one out for a bit there in the fourth, but selfish for too much. And uh, let's see, Tech Hoops, Mike, Martin, Jose, what is going on in front of the breakdown? And uh, it was sad. It's a little bit sad to see the Hawks, you know, go away. I was enjoying uh, what they were doing to the Celtics a little bit. Were
1: you? Yeah, I mean, I thought the effort was great. And it would have been fun to see a game seven, but it's just not going to happen. But I do think there is a bright future ahead for the Hawks, you know? Some of their role players are coming into form. Hopefully that you know I kind of like to trade the Jante thing. I mean, I know it was a lot of your turn my turn this year, but it looked better in the playoffs and so maybe with a full offseason uh Quinn Snyder getting things together maybe and making a couple moves around the edges, this team could do better next season. I think they can. I think the 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 future is bright. Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember they had gotten the
0: conference finals with a, a similar team. Um, and then they added Jante Murray. I, I'm not sh- I'm still not quite sold. I think that there obviously is something there because it is nice to have Trey like draw some attention, kick it out, and then have him be there on the outside to then create something as well, and then flip that vice versa. So, um, I suppose, yeah, they could give it another run. Um, I, on the margins, there might be some things they want to try and upgrade or fix. Um, I'm not so sure. I mean uh Okonwu, I think is is really terrific I, I wonder if there's a way maybe he starts uh maybe Capella comes off the bench um that might be interesting to me and uh other than that I mean, the thing what's interesting is that Trey Young um I, I'm in the middle of doing a video on Trey Young and then all of a sudden last night's game happened and I was trying to finish that game just before you know the game started I couldn't get anything done it's so hard man there's too much stuff to go over but I had two videos coming up. So, a Trey Young video. And, and by the way, the thing was, I owe him an apology. It's sort of what the whole video is going to be because I roasted him, said, uh, you know, he's holding his team down. There's a ceiling. And you know what? That may or may not still be true. But they did unlock a few things after game two uh, that held, you know, the, held true again in game six. So, you'll see in the video tomorrow, but certainly uh, targeting uh, uh, Horford. Uh, in the pick and roll with Trey Young
1: was something that they could,
0: that the Celtics had no answer for.
1: Yeah. Okongwu, I like him and I I agree with you. I think he should start. He needs to work on the free throw shooting though, man. Some of that killed him. I think the game could have been a little closer at the end if he could have made some of those free throws, but I guess
0: Okongwu ended up um, from the line over three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's something he could work on, but yeah, I mean, I like these. I like their players. I, Collins' shooting has been up and down all year. That's something they have to fix. They just need shooting around DeJounte and Trey. I mean, I think that's so important to keep the spacing alive. Right. So,
0: Sadiq Bey would be one of those kind of guys who's got size yeah. and shoot it. Uh, Bogdan is terrific as well. Uh, and he was really tough for a long time there. It's weird. I'm not looking at the full game here because look at the box score. Bogdan only took eight shots. Wow. He must have yeah. taken them all like within this, like one very short time span because it felt like I saw five or six of them within like six minutes in that second half. So uh, that, that's interesting. And that actually goes down to sort of the guard work there because uh, you got to be able to get, um, you know, more people involved. I, I don't like if I, I don't know if I like this shot distribution here. I'm looking at it 28 shots for Trey Young and then 13 for Jonathan Murray, 17 for Hunter. Uh, and then other than that, no one else is anywhere near there. So that, yeah. that's, that's, they needs to be a little bit more balanced. I think they'll make them better. Um, and then after all that, because Trey was on fire, he had 25 points in the first half, finished with 30.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, they have to unlock Bogey. I don't think he's been the same player he was with the Kings, with the Hawks so far, especially this season. So maybe Quinn Snyder could do something with that. I think their shot profile and shot distribution has to change over the course of time. But, you know, new coach, so we got to see what happens. I think, you know, he he came in the middle of the season, so it's hard to change things on the fly like that. I think we need to see them with a full off season.
0: Yeah, that's another great point. I, I think Quinn Snyder gave them something that they didn't have uh, with Nate. Um, and and I'm, I'm anxious to see what he can do with the training camp and start figuring some things out. Because, you know, it was almost like, you know, the first two games, they, they just sort of weren't sure what they wanted to do. Uh, And that said, Trey also just wasn't himself. There was something off with him because they were kind of still doing, they were still trying to attack Horford, for instance. And I saw enough of those. He just was missing stuff. He just got off and in his head. And then once he got, of got level in game three, it was like, I I almost couldn't believe they would play Horford at all in in these games Uh, because it was like, you know, the only thing keeping him anywhere near there is Trey Young going off. And the only reason why they are is because Horford cannot do anything against him on on those drops. Um, and by the way, Williams wasn't great either in them. So I guess that was probably the, the question. But I would have gone really small and really, you know, try to, uh, to 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 switch everything and scram, switch, do some interesting things defensively. So we're not seeing a lot of great stuff um, so far from the Celtics' coaching and adjustments, and that'll be a very big concern going into the next uh, the next round. But we have a couple of super chats. Let's get to some of those because we have friend, best friend of the breakdown, Andrew Zhu. Thank you so much, Andrew. He's got a question and a really, really generous super chat. I really appreciate it. Hunter needs to be featured on offense, might be their best player. Wow. That's interesting. I think I would have felt that way before the season started, but I'm not so sure. I mean, I guess he's better because. I get, maybe
1: he's saying a two-way player.
0: Yeah. He's trying to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also
0: focusing on the offensive part, which he Hunter took a couple bad shots. They had him trying to inbound the ball at the end there. That was embarrassing. I, I get it. They're in a deep coffin corner. It's not easy to run a play out of that spot. But he missed, uh, you know, Collins comes open, I think, uh, the first time they gave the ball to, uh, to Hunter, and he just didn't give it to him. So that's another interesting thing that we've heard about locker room issues that maybe had seemed to straighten themselves out john collins trey young and it's a little bit old that maybe they're still around maybe they're not going to pass the people when they are open i don't know can't have that if you want to have a successful team so uh that's an interesting problem
1: yeah i think trey young is their best basketball player but i see what he's saying with hunter because i do believe hunter could complement trey and Dejounte in a really great way if he could knock down a three and obviously what trey lacks defensively you need guys like hunter around uh, that that is true, and Trey Trey
0: was not good in that second half uh, defensively. He was letting uh, Marcus Smart cut behind him. Uh, it was compromising the entire defense for no reason. I kind of thought that there was a second there that perhaps Marcus Smart was going to do something really crazy and it was going to really hurt the Celtics. I thought for sure, but you know what? He finally hit that three. He cut and then kicked to the corner. I mean, he did very nicely. So I think we're, we're maybe we're finally seeing the evolution of Smart of a guy who can uh, can handle that role and not. Uh, well, I guess you know what? Every round they go goes farther that pressure gets harder, uh higher and uh and you, and you got to be able to make good decisions consistently so i'm anxious to see how smart will react uh against philly but um in any rate yeah that that trey young needs to improve on that part uh and then he can't have yeah he just can't kind of have a funk where he was just sort of off uh he was so hot it l- looked like in that stretch there like in the second quarter and then it just kind of went away and he could not hit he got a, he got a couple of good looks i think that one i think the real the real ending of the game ended up being the jump ball and it got tipped to Trey Young wide open on that right wing, and he just couldn't hit that shot. That really seemed to be the one that was a backbreaker for him.
1: Yeah, I wanted to take it back to Game 5 for a second, and I think I actually sent you a text message about this, that people were complaining about Jalen Brown's pickup point. But the Hawks were down one, and Trey is dangerous when he turns the corner. I thought the pickup point wasn't that bad. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to foul.
0: You don't want to get beat. So you got to kind of do it. But, you know... Yeah, like, do you want to turn him once or something like that, and just get a little bit closer? Like, like maybe, but yeah. Listen, he had a dagger. It was a yeah. great shot. Um, yeah, you know, you know, that's all about all you can do. Now he got him back. He had one tonight that was a serious uh, inches onto Murray's face, uh, and then uh, Tatum did one too. Uh, so that was an interesting part of the game. It almost felt like we were seeing the, the future of basketball to some degree. It was not like an intense hatred and not a lot of back and forth feistiness. Right there was it was clean. And it was uh, ultimate skill back and forth. Uh, That's kind of fun. I I wonder, though, people probably do prefer a little bit of the chippiness. And when you get a little bit of nose-to-nose contact, like when you saw, I mean, I don't know what was going on between Portis and, um, uh, who was it uh, last night? um, You know, on the bench for the the Heat, uh, Haslam. Did you see that?
1: little bit of it that that was
0: crazy that was game five or game six whatever game that was it was like what is that about like he's not gonna get on the court and and all of a sudden so uh i think maybe people do like that they gravitate toward that and then as far as i i don't know do you think that you like a cleaner game like that that's just like guys go matching matching skill back and forth
1: i tend to like that i enjoy that i know a lot of my friends who grew up in my era do not like that but i will say if you like the chippiness you should tune into nick's heat which is coming up very soon and you'll see some chippiness like I know it's uh, 2023 but we might see some of the physicality that we saw back in the 90s because both those teams are pretty physical I mean it's a Tim's team and then it's a Jimmy Butler led team so it's going to be a physical series and I can't wait to see it
0: yeah and you know uh, the the Knicks held uh, the Cavs under 100 points like the like for four of those games it's that will never ever happen again as far as I can tell that was uh, monumental and I I owe them a, a video I'm sorry people were asking in the comments uh, I had, a, I went out of town. I missed a bunch of days of this reason. I just got back yesterday and I've been literally haven't really moved, but I'm still just spinning my wheels. So hopefully I'm going to just churn out a whole bunch of content like every day for the next like few weeks or a week or two at least, and really catch up on some stuff. But I, I owe the Laker, uh, the, uh, the Knicks a a real video because yeah, the, what they're doing on defense was uh, is terrific. Um And, and I, and also, you know, with Jalen Brunson, again, he he's the
1: best post-up player in the league, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And, and I love Miami, but I don't know if they have an answer for him. Yeah. I mean, well, I, guess, I, mean I, I guess I mean I guess Jimmy, Jimmy might have to take him, but he's gonna have to take like with Hero out and Vic out, he's gonna take that, he's gonna have to take a lot of the role on the offensive side and to guard Brunson at the same time. It's gonna love be it. tough. It's gonna be I tough. I think and I think he's up for it. Okay. Yeah. Best friend of the breakdown, Mike
0: Quaglia. we haven't seen him in a while. We haven't really gone live after games uh, for a while. So thank you so much. Great to see you. And really just generous Super Chats always there for us. I really appreciate it, Mike. The only team in the playoffs that look like it can be trusted not to self-destruct is Miami. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I don't think they'll self-destruct, but they do need to continue to hit the three with players with like Jimmy and Kevin Love hit some huge shots. Caleb Martin, even Duncan Robinson, there were some flashes. So I, I think it's just more of a make or miss thing when it comes to them because they did lose some of their offense. And I would say with Ty, you know, with Tyler out, obviously you lose some of the scoring punch, but I do feel like the defense was better and the decision was better overall. So sometimes when you lose a player, it changes the, the dynamic of the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Hero could be up and down, you know, and, um, yeah, I, I you know, he, 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 you take away a little bit of that and you get some more stability. But I mean, is this, is this the the part of the show where I get to light the bucks up on fire? Oh, man. I mean, because that's what I'm doing in the video. I'm actually using a, a good song. I'm using, um, maybe I don't even know people know this song, but I'm using, um,
1: what's the song I'm using? Um, oh my God. I don't know, but I always see putting Elmo on fire on Twitter. Yeah. It's this song. Wait
0: inbounding the ball oh yeah Uh, land of confusion by Phil Collins because the Bucks were simply in this land and had no idea what they were supposed to do Uh, they were completely let down by the coaching staff completely they had no adjustment to to their defense at all and it was astounding that you could see that throughout the entire entire series and they could not do anything to, to stop Butler it was crazy um, and then the, the self-destruction down the stretch without the timeouts, I didn't call, uh, I just, like uh, it just was not a smart team. I, I think it's time. They should just rip that team apart. And I was thinking, you know, they won a title with this and I'm trying to remember now, I guess it's a couple of years now. So, you know, Giannis proved he could make pressure free throws. Not anymore. I guess his free throw form is, is probably one of the ugliest in the league. It's always sort of been ugly, but it's gotten really bad now.
1: Um, and he doesn't want to have the ball cause he's afraid of getting fouled. Yeah. You know, there was the whole, after the, the, with the press conference, there was the whole, is this a failure this season? Right. And, you know, Giannis's reaction went viral, but I would say for probably the heat and the Knicks, no matter what happens moving forward, it feels like a success right already. I I know the heat wouldn't look like the the heat wouldn't feel that in their eyes because they have a winning culture, but like, I just hope nobody forgets what Jimmy Butler did that series because it's an all-timer for sure. Yeah. I mean, we've had six
0: times now number eight has been number one. It it almost never happened since 84 the 16-team playoff format. So, uh, and by the way, for a long time back in the day it was best of five. So it was really hard, I suppose. I think if you're an underdog, you probably need the extra games in theory. I don't know. Oh, no, we did have a uh, a one, and that was the the Nuggets beating the uh, Sonics. Or is it the other way around? Sonics beating the Nuggets? No, it was... Wait, was
1: it? No, it was the Kembe, right? The Kembe. Yeah, the Nuggets. Nuggets beat the
0: Sonics. Uh, That was a five-game series. So, um it, it's it's a failure. I mean there's nothing you can say that would that would prove otherwise. They're the number 1 seed. They lose in 5 games to the 8th seed. I mean that's as bad as it could possibly be short of a sweep. I mean, you know that it's terrible.
1: Organizationally it's a failure, right? Because you put a lot of money into things and when you put that kind of money into a team, you expect them to at least make it to the finals. But I do see Giannis's philosophy like in the long run this wasn't wasted effort, right? It's the journey. It's not the result. I get all that. But, I mean, it's fair to – it's it's definitely a huge disappointment for the organization as a whole.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that too. And now remember, Giannis missed two games. The irony is the, they won one of the games. The only one they won was without him. And the ball moved a lot more, a lot more passing, a lot more movement um and they were able to unlock things that they can't now i get it when you have a guy as dominant as Giannis, you know you don't the ball doesn't need to move as much he's going to do more stuff so you know that was fine and he by the way he had a lot of stretches where he did dominate in the series even though he only played the two and a half games
1: yeah Yeah. i mean he did how many did he drop this past game it was a lot i mean he had a lot of points was it uh yeah
0: i think he had 30 something 38 maybe something i'll
1: get a sec uh
0: and he shot well and so but but it's there's an impact that he lacks And it's rooted in the the lack of sort of the skill. He continually drives into the lane and just smashes into people and gets called for offensive fouls. Uh, And then he'll turn the ball over as well when he gets in there. He doesn't seem to know how to navigate defense. It seems like he's a guy that trains without a defender all the time. And he he intends to do those moves as if there is no defense. And he gets surprised when all of a sudden they're in his way and there's no sense of avoidance. It's really frustrating to watch at this point in his career as a guy who is a MVP candidate. You shouldn't have those deficits as as an MVP candidate. I shouldn't keep seeing a guy just trucking into people all over the place. Uh, And by the way, that's one of the reasons why he got hurt.
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely struggles in the half court compared to some of his superstar and star counterparts, right? Like, he likes to do his work in transition. In the half court, he's not as good. And Jimmy Butler is great in that situation. And in this series, he's a three-level scorer, and that was really the difference in it all.
0: Yeah, now, maybe to put a button on Mike's question, since uh, we we owe him. And thank you to Mike.
1: We appreciate you, Mike.
0: Yeah, even more about that. About uh, Miami. I'm looking at the at the bracket right now. So who else can we trust? I mean, New York. We don't know. This is a new you know setting for them, basically to get the second round. And it was a you know great win, upset the Cavaliers. Philadelphia is kind of still a question mark. Boston is a little bit shaky now. I, I didn't feel that way probably after the game two, but after what Trey did to them, and they brought it to six. it's a little interesting, and you still. Have a couple question marks uh denver i really like i think i might end up being behind them the most you know a guy like like team like phoenix drives me nuts when we were watching la go on that big run to bring the game at the end uh, and almost take it from them you know like kd was nowhere to be found he was a ghost for like five or six minutes while they were doing all that uh and they're, they're new they don't have a lot of uh, chemistry yet so that could be I i don't know if i trust them either to not self-destruct um, and then you got you know Lakers uh, you know have self destructed and uh, before and we've seen that uh, so I don't know about that and then Golden State you know for sure <laughs> can shoot themselves in the foot multiple times in the game so you know, maybe Miami maybe Miami has the most sound uh, right now but that said I, wouldn't, I didn't even like the way they played and how they get in the play in but they might end up having the most sort of sound uh, you know
1: mistake uh, less mistake prone players. Yeah, I mean, they have realistic belief in themselves. They definitely know that they're at a talent deficit compared to some of these other teams. Yeah. Like, especially with the two injuries. But they do also know that they have Jimmy Butler and they have the best coaching staff, in my opinion. Like, they're confident in those things that they could win any series. But they do know there's a lot of challenges when it comes to their roster at the same time. For sure, for sure.
0: So I, I'm anxious to see. It. Again, this has been a really weird season, and I think we're going to continue to get uh, really good playoffs. I think that so far they've been pretty good. In fact, great. It's I was out of town on the Monday, and uh, for the two best games I've seen in a long time in the playoffs, and uh, I couldn't get those videos done. But uh, where I was, I got to see some of it, and it was a real treat. So we have another super chat from Andrew Zoo and another one. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, Philly doesn't have wing defenders for Brown and Tatum. Um, okay, does
1: Philly not have wing defenders? I mean, does. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know it's a bias. I
1: Tobias. Um, who, who am I missing? Um, uh, well, there's there's Shake.
0: And, oh man, um, Shake,
1: Shake is not a yeah. He's I mean phys- he can't physically keep up with those guys. You know. Uh he can, He's got energy and he's long. He's kind
0: of long, isn't he? How tall is Shake Milton? Like six three? Is that it? I thought I he was so. taller. He's six five. He's listed at six five on BBall Ref. Okay. So you know. He could, he could hang. Cause you know, Jalen Brown is six, five. I don't think he's much more than that, but um who else? Who else? Jalen
1: Brown is like low key. Like, I mean, he, he's like a top five NBA athlete. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a ridiculous athlete. Yes.
0: He, he is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that might be about it. Um And then, and then Tobias will have his hands full. He'll have to be doing a lot of work on the defensive end. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I would imagine that his uh, offense could suffer a little bit. He's been doing nicely. Uh, right now, recently, and having some moments where they're letting him go and be really I mean, aggressive, which is P- great to see. Uh, PJ T- T-
1: P- T- P- J
0: Tucker often overachieves on the defensive end, right? I don't know. I'm down on PJ these days.
1: I think he's kind of getting to the end of, uh, I mean, run. yeah, and Al Horford's there too. So there's a trade off at that point, right? I mean, they, they yeah. both have some old players on each team. Yep, that's true.
0: So it'll be weird. And, um, I, I can't even figure out what, um, like what the pace was going to be like, probably slowish, I'd imagine. Although maybe like maybe the Celtics want to run and the, the Sixers want to slow it down. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that. That'll, that might be a good tug of war there. So that's a good point, though, at the very least, that um, Brown and Tatum should should
1: eat uh, pretty nicely. I, I would imagine they're going to have games that are pretty big stats. And Brown's gonna, you know, he's gonna open things up in transition as he always does. But it might be even worse for. Th- them than this Hawks team like the Hawks have some athletes like Colin and Hunter Mm -hmm. so I don't know like with Embiid and and Harden and as you said PJ Tucker getting older it's going to be tough for them to deal with Brown in transition
0: what what I'm not in love with like what I'm watching from the Celtics offense right now is we, we had that beautiful game of the drive middles kick drive skip passes and all that stuff I don't see that as much anymore it's a lot of uh you know Tatum going to work on his own a lot of Brown going to work on his own Uh, And then, you know, on the margins, you'll get a little bit of action. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit worried because as you get deeper in the playoffs, that's when that stuff doesn't work nearly as well. Those shots are really tough. So they're going to have to figure out, uh, get back a little bit more of that movement uh, and and trying to create easier shots. If they're going to be on the road in a hostile environment, I don't know how they're going to make that work so easily. But, hey, that was what we got the glimpse of tonight, right? Like just back and forth, individual brilliance, shot-making
1: skill, um, and I suppose, you know, again, that felt like the future of the game to me. Yeah, DeJounte has some stuff in the mid-range, right? When he gets his, into his spot, he could just rise right over the top of people and knock it down. He's a really interesting player, and obviously Trey's skill level is elite, and you got Tatum and Brown on the other side. You're right. It was It was high-level skill for sure. Just, you know, the way NBA players are weaponized these days is just incredible. Like, I feel like this whole series, we've seen a lot of tough shot-making from almost every team.
0: Uh, we have. Yeah. I mean, and that, again, that's what we're going towards. we've been, you know, we're now knee deep into this new modern era where the definition of an open shot has been completely redefined. Right. And uh, if, you know, if you're close but your hand is down, that's enough now. Whereas back in the day, if you were within, you know, five feet or four feet of me, it's not open. I can't take it. And now it's like, are you kidding me? That's a that is wide open. You know, if you can get it up quick. So, uh, and then that, that also goes for the floater game that we see everybody now have. And uh, yeah, it, it's really difficult to play defense in, in, the, in today's game, um, which is why yeah, it's it's going to be harder and harder. The only way you can justify being a terrible defender is is by you know scoring thirty and getting eight assists. You know, what I mean, you need to really overcompensate
1: on the other end. I don't think there's like Trey is a is not a good defender, but you don't see a lot of. It's hard to even get on the court if you're a terrible defender. Very hard these days.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. By, by the way, the 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 terrible defender thing is because everybody gets embarrassed now. Everyone gets crossed. Everyone gets. Yeah, made, yeah, yeah,
1: Everyone gets shots made in their, in their face.
0: You know, right, so it's right, right.
1: Like, You know, man, Drew Drew Holiday got. Oh man, he got. He really got cooked, Coach Nick. Bad. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, yeah, he was he was struggling. Although he had his hands full. So,
1: but they yes. never gave him a break. They
0: never gave him any
1: kind of support really. Would you oh this a it's a good coach. This is a good coaching question. Would you have put Giannis on Jimmy? Absolutely. And then they did a little bit,
0: and and, and Jimmy took him and scored. But you know what? Uh, let Giannis be on him and then bring another player. There were there were enough holes in the Miami Heat offense that you could afford to zone up the weak side to bring an extra defender and shadow him. And they wouldn't do it. They had nothing. They wouldn't even switch pick and rolls on him. It was insane. Um, you know, they didn't box and one. They played zone. They could have been boxing one. They could have done a lot of different things. In fact, now I'm remembering i had to put that in the damn video, um, the, the list of things they needed to do. Uh, it was like they were just um, – it, it was the strangest thing uh, to see. Boone were just kind of like being confused. And the shot is over and shot of him at the, on the bench, uh, not knowing how to support Drew and give him, give him some more help and then expect him to do wondrous things on the offensive end too. That, it was just too much.
1: Yeah, I mean he plays the point guard role for them. So he has to set everything up on one side and then you're dealing with a guy who's playing like the best player in the league on the other side – who's on a total burner, on a total heater. Yeah. I, I think that they were exposed. Like I really got to tell you. I mean, listen, they did win a
0: title. Well, let's let me let me walk through that again because remember, Budenholzer was on the verge of being fired just uh, by they're down 2-0 to the Nets, right? And that was the get that was the game 7 where KD had his foot in the line, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So they really, like, just, well, they were an inch away from, like, losing that series, and Boonholder was going to be fired, and it wasn't working, and they can't get, you know, to the promised land. And then out of that, remind me, though, because I feel like after that, they beat the, the uh, Suns. But I'm wondering, I'm trying to remember what was the deal with that. It wasn't the bubble, but it was like, right, the arenas weren't full, right? Remember that? I think they had, like, sort of full arenas. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to see here who they ended up playing, because Booker played, Chris Paul played, DeAndre Ayton played. Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder. So they had everybody. Was there anybody that they were missing? I guess not. So you know what? That team was able to do it, but I think that they that that window is closed. I think it's it's done. It's time to uh, to figure out
1: ways to uh, to retool the whole the whole roster. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, but I don't think they have much wiggle room, right? Do they?
0: Yeah, probably not. I mean, unless they want to trade Giannis. Oh, you don't want to do that. I mean, I guess you don't only because you never get you know the enough value back for for a player like that. But um, I, I just, I guess, then you hope that he can um, he can he can train a little bit better and figure out how to you know fix his. The, he's got weird movement patterns. Like the, the, I mean, part of the problem is, and I show this in the video. And I guess I'll keep it in. It's getting long, but you know, he, he shoots with ten toes to the rim, and he's got both feet up at the line. So it's very difficult for most people to get their elbow under the ba- under the ball that way. And all you have to do is put the right foot forward a little bit and turn. It's so bizarre how that happened, and that's what's causing all this horrible. Uh, it's a four segmented shot now. It's not even like two; it's four, and uh, and it's ugly. So, it's and, and you know, the acting yeah. could very well do something have something to do with that. But I mean, they threw him alley oops. They he was blocking shots. He was putting doing put back dunks. I I didn't see a lot of evidence that his back was was causing a lot of problems for him. And and you know, he's a he's a superhuman person, so. Um, I, I just feel like, uh, there's a way to limit his effectiveness when you get to the playoffs and I don't see how that's going to
1: change unless he does something radical with his training. Yeah. I mean, he has to do things with his jump shot and I would play a lot of one-on-one in the summer if I was. Yeah. Oh, Andrew's reminding me that
0: CP three wore down because he was, he's at the end of his run. So he wasn't the normal CP three and that helped them um and then yeah and then they were using the hack of Giannis i believe and i think he finally just started making him that was when they were letting him even take you know 15 seconds on a free throw remember that
1: yeah right time? right 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 and people remember when the crowd was counting yeah yeah so that
0: i'm glad the guy i'm glad he stopped doing that i don't think that that was uh, helpful at all to like take every every fraction of a second of the 10 seconds are a lot of it i don't think uh, it helped him with his rhythm so um yeah, so that, so that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm really down on the Bucs. I've never really liked the way the Bucks play. That's just weird. Um, what's interesting is that, you know, the defensive stuff they do with the severe drops uh, led to a, a lot of um, open threes throughout this entire Budenholzer, Budenholzer tenure. However, they, the first two years, they were number one in defensive rating, but then it went to like seventh or something. Then it went to like 10th or maybe 10th and 14th. It was really not good. This year, all of a sudden, though, inexplicably, inexplicably, they, they went back up to like fourth, I think.
1: I'm not even sure well, how that happened. I have to ask you, Coach Nick, because yeah. you don't really like how the Heat play. You don't like how the Bucks play, and I'm I'm not mad at you at the Bucks, one, but so who in the NBA do you like systematically? Oh, Obviously, I do like the way the
0: Heat play. I do like their offense. I think I do like the offense. What what is it that I don't like? About oh them? no, that that's
1: what you said last time. I remember what you said last time. I don't you like said, their offense. I, I, I no, know. you said you said you don't really. You said I have to look closer, but I don't really like the way they play. I think that's what you said. I mean, I like when they get going with the handoffs. I really like that. So you like you like um, you like the Kings and the Warriors. You like that style of play, yeah, right? Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, I like the Kings and Warriors the way they
0: play, which are somewhat similar. Uh, yeah, they're pretty similar. Uh, yeah, I, I like would assume
1: handoffs. I would assume you do not like the
0: Sixers, right? No, not not yeah. really. It's like it's just they could do so much more. Uh, it's so monotonous and um, and predictable. And, and, like- and effective because they got fucking excuse my language, uh, Joel and Embiid. But like, but you know they could do more, and, and and it would benefit the role players a lot better.
1: And that's what's that's what I think is a problem. There, you like um, free flow, free flowing, like pass it, shoot it, drive it, uh, read and react. Read and, react. and react is is good. Yeah, I, I, I
0: like middle penetration, like kickouts for threes. Those are the kind of threes we should be getting. Nice. You know, um, I like uh, creative ways to get into pick and roll that has movement beforehand, not just like hold your fist up and let the guy come up. Um, that's that seems to be the easiest way to guard if you if you can guard it at all.
1: So did you like like watching? And I don't I don't want to go on a tangent of eighties basketball, but you must not like that era too much, right? That was a lot of like eighties, like, yeah. right? Right, because it was before the triangle. Yeah. Um, I mean 80s though it did have
0: a lot of fast break it did have that yeah it did I'm have right. that yeah there was a lot of pin downs a lot of floppy yeah. you know wasn't that creative you didn't see a lot of handoffs back then either which is weird because you would have seen them in the 50s and 60s you see a lot of handoffs and a lot of high post action but you didn't you didn't see it as much in the 80s you're right yeah. um so I, I don't know I, I probably maybe wouldn't like it. I never going back and watching some of the Lakers, celtic stuff in, in since I started b-ball breakdown and and like kind of just being like huh like that's all that was like a two man game on one side. And then they would swing it and maybe do like a little three man on the other. And that was, you know, that was about it. They, you know, they were that good though, that they didn't need to do much more, but um, you know, you, you did have some teams that did have some variation a little bit, but you're right. It, it, I, I probably much prefer what they're doing now because most of the league does some
1: version of what I like. Right. Uh, yeah, they do. I, I think, and you mentioned Denver earlier. I love their offense, and I would have to say that I'd probably give them the best chance to win it all as of now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I tweeted this out. Having a guy like uh, Michael Porter Jr. as your third option is kind of unfair. I know there's other third options that are really, really good and probably just like that to some degree, but you're talking about like KD, right? He's basically a KD scorer. I, I guess we can't call him a KD clone,
1: but he's very similar. And um, when well, he, all- he's more of... he's. What? He's more of a movement shooter and less of an ISO guy.
0: Yeah, but I've seen him ISO, and I've seen him be unstoppable in, in the mid-range, of the brim, and then from three. So, you know. And you
1: know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Like, on a, if a team would give him major minutes, like, he played under 30 minutes a game this year. Like, if a team gave him major minutes, he could average 25, 26, 27 in this league. Yeah, I'm kind of calling. I want to see what the average. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. And,
0: and by the way, you know, either way, yeah, he played 29 in the regular season. I'm sure. That's- but, but Coach
1: Nick, he's we got we got to get it clear. He's not KD. He's not KD, but he's he, he he
0: scores like KD. He's got all the that all that package. And so the now there's 12 seconds in the shot clock, and Embiid and, and Murray couldn't get something going, and then it swings to him. So instead of like some catch and shoot guy who's not open, now now you're screwed. And the shot clock's winding down. You're throwing it to him, and he can create something, and that's really, really a, a very valuable asset for them to have, uh, and he's not been as bad on defense either, so that's that's why I feel pretty good about how all those pieces fit together. Michael Malone's a very good coach, too, um, so yeah, I, would, I, I, feel, I feel the best about Denver. I feel like they're the most difficult to stop.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, and they got guys that work really well with Jokic, like the way Aaron Gordon moves without the basketball. Bruce Brown is a player that fits really well with Jokic. And then, you know, you mentioned Michael Malone. They're great offensively, but Michael Malone's really a defensive coach. So they're just good from every angle. That is true.
0: I mean, what are they, their defensive rating, according to B ball ref, was 15th, which is not good enough.
1: But, but I, I mean, if you're would... number one, if you're, if you're number one in offense and you get to top 10 in defense, you could win a championship. Right, but that they're only 15th. I know, but things could things could change in the playoffs. That's that's five spots. That's big. That
0: would be unprecedented, I think. Uh although I bet you somebody's done it. Maybe the Lakers when they won may not have been top ten. But um in the in the playoffs, and look where Denver is. Denver's sixth uh, in the defensive rating and it went down from the regular season from let's see, according to this, they were at uh, 114.2 and then they're now giving up. They in the first round they gave up um uh 109.6 so they're they, you know they they were doing a much better job in that first round so we'll see though because and, and i i think i talked about this in the last show you know other than sacramento they're not going against any other elite offenses unless you want to say phoenix but we don't really know what's happening to phoenix right now and if they're going to achieve that without enough you know uh, seasoning i love so, the way i love yeah. the
1: way d book is playing and obviously kd's at all time great but i just think it's going to be tough with the chemistry side of things to win that many series and then the lack of depth as well. I just think it's going to be a really tough ask. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So that that's going to be, that's why I feel good about Denver and they have a really good path all the way to the finals then, because I don't think Sacramento is going to make it. I think the Warriors are going to end it tomorrow. And, um, and then, you know, and by the way, the Warriors who didn't have an elite offense, in some weird way, but we know that they can really score. So that's going to be the one good thing that, or one thing that's going to be, they can offer Denver that Denver might not see. But, and then Phoenix, you know, again, I guess for the same reason, we know they can score. So that should be tough as well. But um, anybody else that's left, uh, I got to look at the bracket. Uh, is It's going to be, let's see, that's anyone else's up. Memphis. I don't think Memphis is going to make it. And the Lakers, they can handle the Lakers. So um, actually could the Lakers, yeah. Denver matches up okay with the Lakers because I guess, well, you're gonna have to have Jokic
1: on the Lakers. O- a a-, o- a-, a- D is a- gonna be an issue, maybe with them. I mean.
0: Yeah. I, I you know, Aaron Gordon, I would like to, I, I gotta go look in the regular season how that how that's worked in the past. But I, I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah. You know? you know,
1: Denver, Denver also has the home court advantage throughout the playoffs. That's pretty big, especially with the altitude, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Altitude's a huge deal. So anyhow. Well, listen. I know it's getting late there for you, so I don't want to keep you up any, any too much longer. But I, I think uh, this is a great uh, first post game live uh, show.
1: I think this is a great way to get more people in the uh, into the show and uh, and listening to us. Yeah, man, Coach Nick. It's always fun talking basketball. It's playoff time. A lot of stuff going on, as you know. And I'm sure it's you know tough with the videos these days when everything's changing and moving around. But um, this was fun, man. It's crazy. It's like it's kind of like a crazy time to podcast. It's a crazy time to make videos. Not only because it's playoffs, but it's like a crazy playoffs. Like all these unexpected things are happening.
0: Uh, absolutely. And then we got a question. Is that Stanley from the office? It is Stanley from the office. And then, you know who the one who is uh, diagonal opposite that is? You know who that is, right? Who's below next to Steph. That's somebody doing a sham god, right? It is someone doing a sham god. I mean, maybe it's too far away. You can't Without see it. it's That's the god sham god New York. Uh, it's a little sacrilegious, but it's Martin Luther King. Oh, okay. In a suit doing a sham god. And then I, I had to take down Ja, and uh, I had to, I replaced him with uh, who was it? Damian? Is it Lillard? Yeah, with, with Lillard. I, I have a few more. I might have to make some because they don't have them anymore. Uh, that was a sponsor uh, um, disc plate in their their metal um, uh, magnets. They stick to the wall. I can take them off, put them back on. It's really cool. But um, they don't. They had a whole bunch of NBA players in their thing. You can just order. They don't do them anymore. I wonder if I have to actually make them and and then say that I don't have the rights. I don't know. Anyway um or maybe i'll do some b breakdown like this is also uh magnetic six to the wall it's pretty cool and four pieces all right well listen uh combo thanks for coming out and uh and joining me let's do this again uh, you know what yeah. we're gonna have some games that are probably early that will finish a little earlier like maybe like they'll, they'll finish around seven your time or eight maybe
1: okay yeah let's do it. try and find
0: that and I, I guess i can always go by myself too you know I'll, you know, if I have to, but the people, uh, I think the people would miss combo, but they would miss combo. Shy. They would, they would, but sometimes you got to give the people what they want. Um, so anyway, be, stay tuned for, I suppose tomorrow, I got to now decide. Do I do the Trey Young video? I guess that season series is over too. So I think I'm going to stick with what I was almost done. I've stayed, stay tuned tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to light the, I'm going to, you got to, you got to put this on the audio feed. Oh, uh, I'll put the, I did the last one. I finally did it. And send oh. combo the audio. <laughs> yeah, I'll check on about the audio, but it might. Uh, we'll see if it's tonight or not, depending on if I have to get the heck out of my office. I've been in my office since uh, for about 13 straight hours. I gotta get oh, out. Of here. Wow, you're uh, like that JJ.
1: You're like that JJ Redick video with all like the the algorithms and arithmetic on the yeah, chalkboard with awful. the coffee. I can't. I need to go faster.
0: I can't get that go fast enough. So, but stay tuned. I am going to pour kerosene all over the Milwaukee Bucks and light the thing on fire, and uh, it'll be great so uh stay tuned for that one then the trey young video will come up which will be you know discussing a little bit about the celtics and their lack of adjustments too um and then uh i will see if i can sneak a next one in there whatever we'll get them all done and then i'll the second round will be even better so stay tuned for all that combo make sure everyone finds combo on combos court i was wearing your t-shirt the other day by the way there you go
1: thank you appreciate it i gotta send you another one man all right i gotta get some more of my merch so maybe we'll
0: get that going too
1: yeah we gotta we gotta do a switcheroo.
0: Uh yeah oh right we we'll do that in person all right you got it I better I'm gonna start working out for that
1: we could do a virtual like this right like right right
0: okay all right all right thanks everybody for being here and uh, don't forget sports fans at ball Breakdown we're not a channel we're a conversation you in are you in Combo yes sir.